Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Mark Aram. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. the show and a good Thursday, Thursday, Thursday evening to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 10.077 after 10. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Low T Chuck off for the first hour. Jazzercise. DeMarco screening the calls. Longoria, as always, steadfastly and stoic with that Mexican work ethic on the other side of the takeout window. Johnny Kilbasa will join us in 30 minutes. Sanjay, the little guy, will join us in the second hour of the broadcast tonight as we have a fun show packed up for you. Uh, as you heard Floyd Hillman in the WSB Traffic Center just moments ago, Joe Biden wrapping up his speech at the synagogue in Buckhead and is uh, headed back to Hartsfield-Jackson. So that's going to cause uh, some issues, I'm sure, on the downtown connector. Heading to the airport. I slept through uh, the bad traffic today. Yeah, I tried to. Uh, came in way early. Like I was like, oh, I got to leave early. There's traffic. Yeah. I got here at like seven ten. I was like, <laughs> I'm here like a whole hour early. I was like, there was no traffic at all. There was less traffic today. We scared than there the was ever. Yeah, and never. <laughs> I was. I came in all early for nothing. We scared them all away. Yeah. I was. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't call me into work this afternoon. Oh figured, yeah. Because you had the Falcons game, Georgia Tech, the vice president, Dragon Cons kicking off. Um, yeah, that's a poor planning right there. A lot of stuff going on. So, well, that's good that you didn't, you weren't delayed coming yeah, in here. Yeah, no. Um, Demarco, did, you were at the Falcons game. How was the crowd down there? Well, there wasn't much of a crowd to be honest with you. Oh, really? <laughs> um, it wasn't that many people there. I mean, I guess it is a preseason game, so yeah. of course you can't judge that by that. But it's, it was, you know. It was cool. All right. out pretty easy. You had fun. And the Falcons won. Georgia Tech won. Braves are getting smushed. So uh, there's your sports update. Um, I want to talk about Vice President Biden being in town. And I'm not, we're not talking politics. You know, the, you know the drill here. They do not pay me enough to talk politics on this show. Um, but I was thinking about Joe Biden. Everyone's like, is he going to run for president? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking... That's a huge, if, if he does run for president, this is all hypothetical, all right? Again, we're not talking politics. I don't care if you like Joe Biden or don't. We don't want to hear that. I certainly don't want to hear that. But, but hypothetically, let's say he runs for president and gets elected, okay? So he, in my mind's eye, he will have gone from the absolute easiest job in the world to the absolutely most difficult job in the world. That alone 
would would make me not want to run for the president if I was Joe Biden. Because let's be honest, the easiest job in the world is vice president of the United States. I don't think you'll get any argument there. You're you're supremely paid. You live a cush life. You've got secret service, and you literally do nothing. Well, I don't know if he doesn't do anything. He. It's not just him. Vice presidents. Yeah, they yeah, do yeah. nothing. They have no power unless the Senate's tied in a vote. That they literally they cut ribbons and shake hands and give speeches at synagogues. I mean, mm. it's the easiest job in the world. So you're saying why would he want to go and do? So we'll the just put job. yourself in his position. Yeah, yeah. So for eight years at, at the end of the second term, he'll have had the easiest job in the world for eight years. Right. Like right. literally just sitting on his on his tush, collecting money, <laughs> right. doing nothing. There's the vice president is the easiest job in the world. The presidency has got to be the most difficult job in the world. At least one of the most stressful jobs oh, in the yeah, world. Oh, yeah, definitely. No matter who your your favorite president is or who's in the Oval Office, whether you like Barack Obama or hate him, you got to admit, that's a very difficult job. Look at how gray everyone gets. You know, Bill Clinton went in, had a hair like Longoria's. <laughs> yeah. He, he comes out, out looking like Steve Martin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Barack Obama, he had a nice, you know... Dark colored African American hairstyle. Now that it's all gray, like it, that's how difficult the job is. Like you go gray, like three months into the job. So whether you hate the president or not, you 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 have to concede it's a difficult job. Look at look at what what George Bush had to go through. He got gray as well. He sent the nation to war. I mean. The, he had to deal with 9-11. I mean, there's always... You have the you have your finger on the, the button to start World War III with nuclear... That's a difficult job. And I don't think that any vice president, especially one that's been in the vice presidency for eight years, is mentally ready to become president. Maybe he's just used to the White House and he wants to it's stay It's basically there. like, all right... Longoria, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on a beach for eight years. You have an eight year vacation. Okay, okay. Okay. And then at the end of that eight years, I'm gonna say, all right, you are now an air traffic controller <laughs> at Hartsfield Jackson Airport. <laughs> you will not be mentally ready for that no, job. I won't, I won't, right? No. Your your mind's still on the beach. Oh yeah. You have eight years on the but beach. If I live, I'm probably gonna die by it. Well, eight assuming years. you 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 stay healthy, right. but eight years <laughs> yeah. of drinking pina coladas and sunning yourself and doing zero work. Mm. I can't throw you into the flight deck at Hartsfield-Jackson. Like, all right, land all these planes, Longo. You, you're not physically or mentally ready for that. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't be. So there's no way I'm Joe Biden's ready for this. or mentally ready now. I don't, I'm not saying he will be a bad candidate. I'm not saying he's right. a big... Uh, any, any vice president that has been there for eight years cannot jump into the presidency. No chance in hell. You are not mentally prepared. You've been slacking off mentally <laughs> for eight years. For eight years. <laughs> That's why it's, it, it's good that Gore didn't win. He mm -hmm. wasn't ready. And look what happened when he lost. Gained a bunch of weight. He grew a beard. He's, you know, just spewing stuff. Like, he, he lost his mind because he had the easiest job in the world for eight years. Al Gore's mind turned to mush for because he was vice president for eight, for eight years. years. <laughs> Literally, what do you, you get? I'm sure you just get bored. You just sit there and go, oh, geez, Louise. I'm sure, I'm sure it's not that. I, I'm not sure it's, he doesn't wake up and just like, oh, what am I going to do today? I bet he does. <laughs> I absolutely bet he does. I bet Biden got up this morning. He's like, thank God I have something to do. I'm going to go to Atlanta. Uh, I'm bored to death. I guarantee that they have days, vice presidents, not just Biden, mm. but uh, Gore and Quayle, whoever, 
They've they've had days where like, what the f am I doing with my life? <laughs> like, what what's going on? <laughs> President's never gonna die. I'm stuck in this gig. I have no power, no responsibility, no authority. Their minds turn to mush. It happened mm-hmm. to Quayle while he was vice president. <laughs> Quayle, well, Quayle was, Quayle was messed up before he went in there. No, I think he was fine. But like a year in, he's like, this is all I'm doing? Like I'm reading to kids? That's that's my job? I'm reading to kids. I'm reading to kids. This is what I went to Harvard for? To read to kids? So I just think that to, oh, it's in, there should be a constitutional amendment. Right. If you, you cannot become president right after being vice president because you are not mentally ready to take on the toughest job in the world after you've just been lounging in the easiest job in the world. I think the comparison is apropos. Eight years on the beach, and then you got to start landing airplanes the next day. You're just not ready mentally. Yeah, yeah. You're just not ready mentally. So, you know, no disrespect to Joe Biden or any future vice president. You, you can't. You can't shift gears like that. Now, you could be president... And then become vice president, because then it's like, you know, walk in the park, you kick your feet up, you're <laughs> slacking. I don't think anybody's ever done that, have they? No, yeah, I don't, you know, you probably couldn't do it. Um, I don't know if you'd want to, you're on the highest, and you're like, yeah, I'll just take the bottom job now. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just think that- We'll swap. <laughs> I mean, I might be wrong or ignorant on this, but what is it, tell me what the vice president does. Your job's tougher right now. Running the Mark Aram show, <laughs> trying to find the everybody clap your hand button. Right, right. Trying to find the fast food review button. Right. Your job is way tougher than Joe Biden. Well, thank you. Or any vice president. <laughs> Thanks. The only, I mean, literally, the only stress they have is if, like, the president gets sick or, you know, he, a, a suicide, uh, assassination attempt. Suicide. Wow. Like, those yeah. are the only, t- there's no, mm-hmm. yeah, so... I tip my hat to you, Joe Biden. You've had the easiest job in the world for eight years. Hey, can't complain, I'm sure. No, I just don't think he's... he's <laughs> and, it, and it is nothing against Biden personally. Right, right. You're not, you can't come off the beach after eight years <laughs> and start doing rocket science or, you know... There's got to be a, 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 a four-year period where you got to ramp yourself up mentally again. You got to go to like president boot camp or something. Let's go through the history. Jazzercise. Okay. Check this out. <laughs> Has any vice president ever done any like Dick Cheney? What the? What is he? He shot somebody. <laughs> he leaves. Well, he might be a different story because yeah. he. Well, what Dick, about what about the first Bush? Wasn't he vice president and then became president? Wasn't he? Point. Wasn't he Reagan's vice president? But maybe, maybe like Dick Cheney, he was doing more of the button pushing. And, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I, I might, I might amend that statement because I think Dick Cheney had a lot of input into what George <laughs> well, Bush he was his doing. Friends, yeah. I mean, but after he leaves, he bucks his guy, you yeah. know, hunting, and you know, he, he lost his mind after <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> thought it was a deer. So I guess, yeah, I guess Cheney. He, he he was probably staying mentally sharp. He was making a lot of big decisions. I yeah, bet. yeah. I guess it depends. No way Biden's making big decisions. Oh, probably There's not. A, Barack Obama's not calling up Biden and be like, dude, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, you well, hey, what are, you, what are you doing right now? What's going on? What do you think I hey, should do? Hey, stop about? reading to those kids. What what you, you, yeah. <laughs> I need some advice. Listen, I know you're at the uh, the public's grand opening in Brookhaven <laughs> cutting the ribbon, <laughs> but what should I do about the Crimea? That call's not happening. Right, right. But with, with 9-11 and the Iraqi war, yeah, I bet Bush was leaning heavily on, Ch- on, on uh, Cheney. Mm-hmm. And probably the elder Bush was helping out Ronald Reagan a lot at fall, you know, end of the Cold War and all that stuff. So uh, let's just go to the last two vice presidents. 
<laughs> Gore and Biden have done bupkis right. in honor of him going to the synagogue. Jews <laughs> nugget. Oh, bupkis God. means nothing. He's right. been doing nothing for eight years. All right, so that's what I want to talk about. Very simply, easiest job on the planet, hardest job on the planet. You've heard my opinion. I think VP is the easiest job on the planet, and I think president is the hardest job on the planet. And what do you think about my theory that no one should come off the mat, off the beach, as vice president, and then jump into the presidency? You're just you're not mentally ready. Can't happen. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. This is Throwback Thursday. What are we listening to tonight? Rose Royce. Who? Rose Royce. Wishing on a star. What the hell's Rose Royce? Rose Royce. R-O-S-E? Yeah. Car wash. They like Rolls car- Royce, but Rose Royce. Right. I recognize the song. I've never heard that. Is it an artist, a single artist, or a group? Oh, their group. Rose Royce. All right, Rose Royce, Throwback Thursday. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. What's the toughest job on the planet? What's the easiest job on the planet? This is The Mark Aram Show. And I was shown on the I think we really got something in. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. Welcome back to the show, 1024, 72 degrees on Peachtree Street. It looks like they've shut down some lanes of the connector for the vice president to head down. Looks like 75 is closed at uh, Moore's Mill. 85 closed southbound at Brookwood um, as the vice president leaves the town. Easiest job in the world, vice presidency. Toughest job, presidency. Your thoughts, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, Allie's in Johns Creek. Allie, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Spot on. I completely agree with you 100%. I wanted to um, go backwards a little bit about your conversation because I'm thinking about the candidates, and I'm really wondering... What do you suppose would happen to Donald Trump's hair after four or eight years in the White House? <laughs> oh, that's a, it might go normal. <laughs> wow, you know? that's a good question. He might, he might, you know, his hair might revert to normalcy. You never know. That The White House messes with your hair something fierce. I think it would be worth voting him in just to see. <laughs> just to see what's going on with <laughs> the hair? Uh, see what would happen. Yeah, yeah. well, apparently it's not a, a wig. Um, it's just oh, some, I know that woman. Told yeah, me. I know. It's just some in front I, of an audience. Yeah, like, yeah. like that. That would be my biggest hesitation with voting for Donald Trump. The the to the lack Ruin of his hair. No, the lack of judgment that he shows with his hair. Oh, like can you trust him with anything else? Like, do you trust him with the nuclear bomb? If if he looks up every morning in the mirror and is like, yeah, this is it. This is the way I'm going. You know, I'm taking on the day this <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know. Maybe that I'm just being superficial. But it, if if you walk out of the house looking like that. On purpose, I don't want you to have nuclear arms at your yeah, disposal. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if I trust you. But I trust him more than I would Joe Biden at this point. Because he's been on the beach for eight years. Yeah. At least Trump's out there doing work. Gators in Milton. Gator, you're on the Mark Aram Show. What's up, guys? Hey, Gator, what's cooking? Nothing much. What's you the know, t- just rocking in middle school. There huh? you go, man. How's middle school going, all right? Real good, real good. Ladies, tr- really ladies like treating it. you okay? Oh yeah. All right, good. What uh what's the toughest job in the world? What's the easiest job in the world? I have to agree with you there. The toughest job would probably be president, mm-hmm. but the easiest job I'd probably say would be a kindergartner teacher. A kindergarten teacher. All right. Why do you think it's easy? Cuz it's just little kids they listen. <laughs> yeah. They they're potty trained at that point, so you don't have to exactly. worry about that. Exactly. You're not really you're not teaching them arithmetic or anything. Basically, it's like keeping them coloring in the lines. 
Yeah, exactly. All I right. actually have a story to tell. Oh, please. Go ahead, Gator. So, um, I had it. No, I can't remember. All right. I'm going to put you on hold. If you think of it, we'll come back to you. How's that? All right. All, All right. right, Gator. Gator's going to think of his story. Cody's out in Lake Hartwell. Cody, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Yeah, man. What it do, man? What's going on, brother? Listen, man. I got first, Let me start off by saying the first segment might have been one of the first funny segments I've ever heard. I was literally laughing out loud. That was pretty good. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. But uh, go with the um, easiest job in the world, I would have to say, is the sign dancer. There's multiple. They're everywhere now. It's like the people that's, that spin the signs? Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's a tougher job than vice president. No way. Yes. No way. Because so you got to deal with sometimes it's hot, sometimes it's raining. You know, people are making fun of you. You're bored. You're bored. Yeah. Like, oh. I, I would, yeah. The vice president. that craft? I mean, what is it? What I don't know. Of? You got to go to school for that. You got to so, get a degree for sign spinning. Yeah, man. But yeah. hey, I'd like to say toughest job may be a preacher. A preacher? Okay. Why do you think that's so tough? Well, I mean, you're dealing with people's eternal lives there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of pressure. You got a lot of pressure, and I mean, I don't know if you've seen that YouTube video that cat that goes off on his congregation. I mean, that's a tough position. I have not seen that. I will Google that though. I would say any any profession where you're giving life advice is probably tough. Whether yeah. it's a preacher, a priest, a psychiatrist, a guidance counselor, there. You know, if you're giving life advice, yeah, you've got people's lives in your exactly. hands. Exactly. I, I agree. you mess that's up a, and they're that's a tough gig for yeah. sure. Uh, Nick's in Marietta. Nick, welcome to the program. Hello there. I enjoy your program. Thank you, sir. I wanted to. I think the the, the point of your conversation was that the vice presidency is a cakewalk. But I'd like to go back and look at the history of this wonderful country. Harry Truman was a fantastic vice president. Had to make the hardest decision ever in America, which was to drop the first nuclear bomb. Lyndon Johnson, November 22nd, 1963, became uh, president after having served the uh, Congress uh, uh, dutifully well and knew exactly how to Absolutely. But, but in both of those cases, what happened? The president died, right? Uh, yes, yeah, but it, has, but it has nothing to do with the statement. The statement is that these guys were just attending funerals. Now, these guys had worked the Congress, knew all about the Congress. And and make the maybe back work. in the day, I think you might be right. And I, do, I wish we had more time to discuss that, but we have to break for news. But I think in the 21st century, the role of the vice president isn't Truman-esque or Johnson-esque. It's Biden-esque. And I think he's been on the beach for eight years. 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. This is Scott Slate, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. But you really should go to sleep right now so you can wake up in time to hear Atlanta's morning news tomorrow starting at 4.30 a.m. I can see your eyes moving. I know you're pretending. Welcome back to the show and a good Thursday to you. Mark Aram at your beck and call till midnight every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSP. 
Low T Chuck off this hour. DeMarco, a.k.a. Jazzercise, screening the calls. Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. We are discussing the uh, toughest and easiest jobs on the planet. Um, I theorize that the easiest job is vice president and the toughest job is president. Therefore, you know, this is all because of uh, the vice president being in Atlanta. Um, I had time to think about this. Um <laughs> And no offense to Joe Biden or anyone that's been a vice president for eight years, but if your mind is is turned to mush after eight years of vice presidency, doing nothing, no critical thinking, shaking hands, holding babies, kissing them, whatever, you are not ready or prepared for the toughest job on the planet. Your thoughts on that? And what are the toughest and easiest jobs on the planet? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Gator, did you remember the story, buddy? Yes, I did. All right, talk to me, Goose. All right, so first of all, yesterday my phone was not working, so I just want to call in. Keep the 1030 song. Yeah, buddy. I'm with you. I love it. <laughs> I, right. Like, I can't get enough of it. Excellent. All right. <laughs> um, the second one would be, you know, the Braves game against the Yankees where the fan fell? Yeah, that was sad. Section 402? Mm-hmm. I was Section 401. We didn't even notice he fell. You were at that game? Yes. Oh, my goodness. How me and we took up like three rows, eight sections in each row. Yeah. Me and all my cousins, we didn't even notice he fell until after the game. Oh, that was that. Well, I'm glad you didn't get to see it. That would have been uh, that would have yeah. been tough to see. Oh man, that's yeah, that's really. awful. All right. Well, prayers for the family, Gator. Yeah, exactly. All right. Tell Mrs. Krabappel I said hey tomorrow in school. All right. All right, buddy. Take care. Uh, Dave's in Kennesaw. Dave, you're on the Mark Aram show. Preach, brother. Welks, man. What's going on? Not a... All right. Toughest job right now, by far, has got to be being a police officer. And then the easiest job, and you already said it last night, is being the executive producer of the Mark Aram show. <laughs> <laughs> Low T has the easiest job on the planet, for sure. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Now more than ever, uh, being a police officer is tough, tough, tough. I mean, it's always been a difficult job, but now, you know, so much scrutiny, and you're under... You're in the in the... Line of fire now. The, oh, yeah. That's a good point, hey, Dave. real quick, because you said Johnny K is going to be on in this hour. Mm -hmm. I saw I saw an interesting fast food uh, news on Facebook that uh, I'd love his opinion on if you can pose it what, to him. You know what? Hang on. Um, I'll bring Johnny on with you real quick before the review to answer your question. Johnny! My hair is wavy, and I bathe in gravy. Johnny, we got a question uh, for you from Dave uh, before we get to the review. What's your question, Dave? Dave? Thanks for asking, buddy. <laughs> Johnny K, I saw this story on Facebook and it had your name written all over it, man. Now, I'm sorry about the spray paint. Was that your no, mom, no, no. your mom's house, or <laughs> eh, you know, it happened? Oh man. <laughs> no, I wanted your two cents on this because I saw this on. Uh, I got Facebook. five cents. Okay, well that works. Um, no, there was a... Uh, and I enjoy interrupting people on the phone. Go, just keep like talking, Dave. Wreck. Just keep talking, Dave. All right. There was an Arby's down in uh, a suburb of Miami and Florida that refused to serve a cop. I don't know if it was... In Coral, Coral or Gables? Uh, Timbert Pines. Oh, okay. And uh, the funny part of this was is uh, all the wives of the cops from that department came out and protested the, the Arby's, and uh, the Arby's called the cops, and uh, the cops showed up with Slurpees, and then all the other uh, competitors that you talk about gave all the cops of the department free food. But I just wanted your two cents on, you know, how Arby's is going to handle this, because they came out and said it was an isolated incident. Yeah, it was just one person, but... 
seeing how you're Johnny? a fast food expert. Yeah, well, well, my critical opinion would be that one bad apple should not spoil the whole bunch. You can't hold every Arby's in the world accountable because one bitter, underpaid fast food worker decides not to serve a cop in a drive-thru or something like that. On a big scale, globally speaking, now personally speaking, I mean, what can you say? That person should not be working at Arby's anymore. I would definitely fire them. Yeah. And, or actually go make them work at Dunkin' Donuts because they didn't have to wait on cops all the time. And they were actually one Whether of the ones that gave the uh, cops free food, too. Yeah. But I saw that, and it had your name all, all right. over it, Matt. Good. That's so a good question. I, I Thanks for the call, Dave. I agree with Johnny Kibasa, by the way. It, you, you don't hold Arby's responsible because they had one rogue freaking uh, person running the thing. All right, here I we mean, go. I mean, you know, oh. do, do, you, uh, do you hold Subway accountable for Jared? Uh, no. Or, yeah, I don't know. No, okay. I hold you accountable for Jared. <laughs> <laughs> and now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from Parts Unknown, Height Unknown, Weight, We Do Not Want to Know, Johnny Kilbasa, and the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review... How you doing, Jonathan? I, my name is written all over it, whether you like it or not, in South Miami or Northern Atlanta. What? Is, where are you right now, Johnny? You in a bar somewhere or something? I am in a bar somewhere, all unfortunately. Right. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Don't know how to, I, I try to tell them that there's a radio superstar about to go on the air, and they still can't shut up. It must be the uh, cheap liquor. Bastages. Um, so speaking of Arby's, you know, that's a, that's sad for Arby's, uh, but I brought in the uh, a sack full of sliders for the fellas today uh, on your uh, recommendation. Longori, what did you think? <laughs> Jesus, <Jack. laughs> oh, well, hold on, the cops are after me. Um, <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked that. What was it? A chicken finger on a on a chicken bun? finger on a on a on a dinner roll on a dinner roll. <laughs> yeah, that was the best one. I liked that one. Demarco, did you get any of the sliders? You came I didn't in late. Get one, but I've had one before, so the, I can give a big thumbs up. I gave the rest of the sack to Elwine. If you want to uh, venture out there and and yeah, go venture in his sack. Well, there's no chance. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny says there's no chance. Yeah, yeah. You might get an empty tube of mayonnaise, and that's going to be about Yeah, it. but I got the uh, roast beef, I got the ham and cheese, the uh, corned beef, and the uh, chicken. and th- th- Not too bad. I mean, um, not something you'd expect to get at Arby's. What did you think of the bun? Was the bun prepared? The way yeah, it have been? it's a dinner roll. You're right, it's a dinner roll. Jennifer Griffey's, she saw them, she's like, what's going on there? That, that's not Crystal. Those look like crystal burgers. What? Yeah, that's exactly how she sounded. Too. She couldn't comprehend that Arby's is making sliders now. Yeah. You don't care. Well, do I, I'm, no, I, I think it's I think it's a great idea. Regardless, a dollar might be a little too much to pay for a slider. If you ask me, I would have lowered it to about seventy five cents and offered a break if you buy six or more. I, they 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 did not have um, a good time filling my order. When I when I went in there, yeah, you ordered, ordered like nineteen sliders. I got the I got the two fingers. Pull up a little bit, and we'll bring it out to you. <laughs> wow, nineteen! How long did it take them? Uh, it was a good ten minutes. I was waiting. That's a that's an eternity in the drive-through world. Yeah. Luckily, I'm just a talk show host. And I don't have anything important to do. And uh, yeah, they should know. They should have an app saying "Where's Mark Aram at this point?" And if they're within <laughs> three miles of their drive-through, they should have everything ready to go. I agree. I agree, Johnny. All right, buddy. Uh, did you have a review for us, or were you just checking in? What's the deal? 
So how much time do you got, dude? We got 90 seconds. <laughs> okay, listen. I want to I want to tell you real quick that these are des- desperate times call for desperate measures. I think was that uh uh who who wrote uh that famous author said that. That guy. Times worth of times something something something. Charles Dickens. Listen, McDonald's is flailing in desperation right now. Yeah. With this buttermilk biscuit commercial thing, they're saying, "Oh, look, we can trick people into thinking that we've got a real sandwich because we got a food truck going around <laughs> and uh they've got a buttermilk biscuit or a buttermilk buttermilk chicken, chicken. yeah i yeah. haven't tried it yet did you try it yeah and it's okay i i gotta give credit where credit's due it's not bad i mean chick-fil-a is chick-fil-a wouldn't think it's good but it's really not bad i did a compare and contrast with a mcchicken and this high quality buttermilk chicken and there's a couple subtle differences mcchicken you get shredded lettuce Fancy chicken, you get one piece of lettuce. Okay. Uh, McChicken, you get the not buttered bun. Uh, the mix, the buttermilk biscuit chicken, you get a buttered bun. Buttered whatever. bun. Okay. Yeah. It's still the same. All right. I, anything you put buttermilk in front of anything, I'm going to eat it. Uh, you know, I don't know what. Just like if you put applewood smoked in front of something, I'm not going to eat it. But if you put buttermilk in, so, in front of something, I'm going to eat it. By the way, I went to a McDonald's drive-through the other day and. Listen to this, dude. No dollar menu on the menu. I tried to get an egg McMuffin value meal with an extra egg McMuffin, and it cost me ten fifty. What? Now on the value meal on the dollar on the dollar menu that would have cost about three and a half dollars. Usually, I would just have three sausage McMuffin with eggs, and I'd be out the door. But they didn't even have that as an option. I had to get the value menu plus an extra sandwich was 10, 10 bucks. bucks no they were robbing you johnny they didn't know who they you are were. robbing me they they've got the full menu inside but they've started dialing back the drive-through menu in an effort to make it more simple all they're doing is you can get it more expensive. you gotta go not to tell you your business but mcdonald's does the two for three dollar breakfast specials and they rotate it sometimes it's egg mcmuffin sometimes it's chicken biscuit you just gotta go whatever is on special When's the last time you were there? Because this was a brand spanking new menu. Dude, I'm there all the time. I mean, okay, yeah, breakfast I'll especially. Go again. Yeah, go again. Yeah. Just get the two, whatever they got special, two for three bucks. That's what you got to do for McDonald's breakfast. I didn't see that on the one that I went through. All right, Johnny. Look, they're turning up the music, man. I'm sorry about that. Get, get back to the li- by. There's sirens. Get back My, to the uh, ladies. Officers about to figure out what's going on. <laughs> all here. right, I gotta go. Johnny K. We appreciate you as always, and if cholesterol is high, baby. So am I. Follow me on Twitter, Johnny Kilboss. At Johnny Kilboss. Appreciate you, bruh. Thanks, All right, on this Throwback Thursday, we're going to do one more segment of uh, Best Job, Worst Job, and then we're going to roll into Would You Rather. Uh, don't call. We've got enough calls. Twitter, at Mark Aram. Throwback Thursday. It's the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. All right, real quick, uh, we're going to try to get through as many calls as we can because we're going to shift topics. Robert in Gainesville. Robert, uh, what's the worst job? What's the best job? Okay, guaranteed easiest job ever is Santa Claus at Lenox Mall. The guy only works like three, four weeks out of the year, makes 250K. 250K? What? Rumor has it. Rumor has it the guy makes bank. Wow. All right. I'm going to get low T Chuck on that. That would yeah, be. Yeah, I'm going to be Santa Claus. You this could year. be. Mexican Santa. At Plaza Fiesta on Beaufort Highway. Russ and coming. Russ, welcome to the show. 
Hey, hey. Hey, buddy. Um, hey, listen, tell that girl Taylor from Bethlehem I wrote a new song about America. <laughs> okay. Because she doesn't like that other one. Taylor, I'll, I'll sing it when I know she's listening. All right, Taylor, uh, we'll we'll set that up for next week. You can give us the rendition. Okay, um, I'd say the easiest job is a rock star. You got to perform. I mean, you got to go out there and you know do yeah, stuff. That's fun. I would imagine it gets. Fun. Yeah, I, listen, I'm not saying it's a, a tough job, but um, it's it's being vice president's easier than being a rock star. You don't have to perform. You really don't have to do anything. Noah's in Conyers. Noah, welcome to the show, buddy. What's going on? How are you, doctor? Uh, I'm doing good. I guess uh, the easiest job would have to be a uh, janitor. Really? I just go clean stuff up. But, oh. I mean, the, the hardest job for me is anything that you got to worry about going home, or just making it home. That's got to be the hardest one. Military, police officers. Yeah, military fire, and cops, for service, sure. For sure. I don't think a janitor is easy, though. I would hate to be a janitor. I can't, yeah. I, I can't clean up after myself. And one nugget of information, most of the politicians dye their hair to look younger where they can actually get elected, and then after they get it, they just let it go. Interesting. All right. Did not know that. Everyone goes gray, though. I yeah, mean, yeah, that, that Oval present. Office grays the crap out of you. Uh, Chris is in Atlanta. Chris, welcome to the program. Hi there. Hey, buddy. First time caller here. Welcome aboard. How are you? Thank you much. Preach. Welks, man. Um, toughest job by far. And it's kind of depressing. Uh, determining mortality rates that are acceptable for childhood vaccines at the CDC. Is uh, is it? Is that your job? No. Nope. Oh, right. tennis, uh, tennis pro in Atlanta had a client years ago. His wife had that job. Oh my god! Yeah, they they get they determine what's an acceptable death rate before they can pass a vaccine. Ugh. no, no, definitely not. I don't want that job. Never, ever, 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 ever. Bill's in Atlanta. Bill, welcome to the program. Hey, uh, worst job is my son's job. He's a nine one one dispatcher. It's it's horrible. That yeah. that's tough. I talk to them uh, every morning in the traffic center. Uh, that's a that's a definitely a tough gig. But I would rather be a dispatcher than an EMT. Like that has to go out to the nine one one calls. You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe I don't know. He's under tremendous pressure all the time. Best job is mine. Uh, so I'm an international pilot. For a very well-known Atlanta airline. That's and awesome. You work like two days a month, then, right? Uh, if I have to. <laughs> That's fantastic, buddy. Listen, if you ever want to, you ever need a wingman, you want to go uh, on a trip somewhere, you just let me know. I'll, I'll do it. All right. Appreciate the call, Bill. That's a uh, that's a great job. If you've been with a major carrier like Delta for mm -hmm. a long time, you work like three days a month. Really? Yeah. Wow. Sit. So you fly to Paris, hang out there for a week, fly back. It's it's pretty cool. Uh, Marco's in Lilburn. Marco, Uy, you're on the Mark Aram show. How are you, buddy? <laughs> hey, what's up? What's going on, man? Uh, I would say a hostess at a restaurant is about the easiest job. Um, and being a truck driver, oh, that's a hard job. Being a truck driver? Oh, the crazy people driving. Oh, my gosh. The crazy drivers yeah. being forced to listen to the Mark Aram show from 10 to midnight? <laughs> that's the best part. Of Not it. blessed. Not <laughs> blessed at all. All right, Marco, always a pleasure. Thanks, buddy. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, DeMarco, who's on line seven? I believe that's Ella. Ella is next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Ella. Hello, Mark. Hello, Ella. Um, How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Excellent. What's going on? Um, the guy who's screening call, I think so he deserves a uh, star of the show. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, he's really awesome. He is yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, he really deserves it. Um, so the the easiest job, I think, so, is the Bath and Body Works, you know, like little stores. Like, today we went there with my mom. It was so hilarious. Like, the girls that work there, they're, like, just standing around. Like, I was wondering how, mu- how much they make, though, like. Just so stand around and do nothing. How old are you, yeah. Ella? I'm almost 15, actually. My birthday is in Halloween. <laughs> so you're 14 now, and you'll be 15 on Halloween. Yep. All right. We're going to uh, remind us, because we're going to get you a $50 gift certificate to uh, Bed Bath & Beyond or Bath Body Works, whatever you just said. How about that? Okay. All right, Ella. I appreciate the call. we got to run. Uh, Greg's in Jonesboro. Greg, uh, toughest job, easiest job? Yeah, me and some bugs were hanging around the campfire one night solving the world's problem, and we got this idea what the least stressful and most stressful job. I guess it would be difficult. Uh, most stressful, I guess, we came up with was uh, – Working at a convenience store in Alaska. Everybody coming <laughs> in is going to be wearing a ski mask. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, least, what about least stressful? least stressful? Working the complaint desk for a company that makes parachutes. That's pretty good. That's brilliant right there. Um, all right, let's let's preemptively give DeMarco Star the show, I guess. Ella said it. Is that number two? That's two in a and row. now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Back-to-back show. jacks for Jazzercise, putting Buford in his dust. I do love the fact that uh, you've surpassed uh, Yeah, he's going to be mad Buford. about that. <laughs> All right, uh, coming up next segment, Little Sanjay, Would You Rather. I want to give away uh, four tickets to the home show, though, right now. First caller to 404-741-0750 gets four fall home show tickets. 404-741-0750. News, weather, and traffic next. This is The Mark Aram Show. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.